Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, on this episode of the GH Report, Dr. Bench is fired, Mike sounds a panic alarm, and my dear beloved Robert Scorpio has one of the lamest entries through a doorway that I've ever seen. We'll break that all down next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, hey everybody. That music can only mean the one thing, and that is the GH Report. Carla getting it down there. Look at that. She's bumping, busting some moves. I saw that. Yeah, look at that. Look at her go. Hey, everybody. <laughs> this is the show that breaks down all the latest happenings in Port Charles and gives you gives you our you know expert analysis and in-depth in, in inquisitiveness and speculation that you can only find right here on AfterBuzz TV. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. And I am your co-host, Carla Renata. And as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And everybody hop in the chat. Carla's got the uh, her, her iPad up and running. I do. Which means the chat's up and running so she can already see all those great thoughts that you have already going through. <laughs> so keep them coming. So uh, before we go into the week in depth, overall, Carla, what did you think? I thought it was a lame week. <laughs> I did. I was really annoyed with the fact that they didn't... Usually when someone passes away... It's like a week-long event with the person passing away. But because it was a baby, it kind of like, it literally was a half an episode. It wasn't even a whole episode. It was like a half an episode. I'm like, really? That's all we going to give Jonah? Okay. All right. Well, you know, I mean, we've, I mean. Never... But you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. So I, it, it, and, and I hate that they spent so much time on D.A., Dawson, and Drew. I'm like, I don't care. Why? It's, uh, yeah, we'll talk about good old uh, D.A. Dawson. She's rather She's shady boots. Yeah. She's shady boots. Not uh, not really charming me or winning me over, at <laughs> the very least. Uh, yeah, I felt much the uh, the same way. There were some moments in there where it was like, oof. Yeah, there were like two. The first part, of, the first three days of the week were like Snoozeville. And then it started to pick up like Thursday and Friday. But the first three days, it was like, really? Okay. Carly and Jason, they played pool for a long time. That's what I'm saying. Time. Like, they, there were scenes that went on for days. I'm like, <laughs> are we going to come out of this location anytime soon? Seriously? And then I love... <laughs> okay, I, we'll get to that when, when you start talking about it. I'm just like... Oh. Well, uh, why don't we just start off, I mentioned how, the, the very long, protracted pool sequence uh, between uh, Jason and Carly. But I will say, it's, it, it is always nice when we get to see the two of them just kind of hanging out. And it's not necessarily life or death Situation. Right, and they're not plotting their latest caper or something yes. like that. So they literally were just like hanging out for the sake of hanging out. But <laughs> I love how they had a moment at some point where they were like, you know, Carly was like, you know, I don't like that D.A. Dawson. And Jason was like, you know, I don't either. And, and then the, this whole conversation, and she's like right behind them. Um, she might be able to hear you. Y'all talking kind of loud. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just saying. I wasn't having it. I wasn't having it this week. I was not. Well, they are over there at the floating rib. Great to give it some love. But uh, <laughs> we also get to see Drew and D.A. Dawson mm-hmm. on a quasi-date. So the, the thrust of this week has been that 
Uh, you know, Jason's already given Drew the heads up that uh, Maggie's interested in him for some reason. So to take down Sonny. Yeah. Yeah, or so him. He's going to, uh, as he tells Curtis, uh, you know, I'm dating her so that I can vet her. Always a good, smart, smart tactic. Yeah, that's that's gonna happen. Not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, come on. I just, I don't, I don't. Maybe at some point I will be invested in that storyline, but right now I'm kind of just not. It's you know, I I felt like her entry was very similar to Chase's, where the sense that they were just so far onto the annoying side. That you're, right away you're like, why do I care about this person? Exactly. And I feel like it just makes it that much harder for you to like be invested in them. Exactly. When, they, when the writers want you to be invested. Exactly. You, you made this person so annoying, and now you're supposed to like want me to root for this person. I am. I'm not. I won't ever root for her because I don't like her enough to root for her. But what I am intrigued by is how she's going to take this information that she stumbled upon. How she is going to make that work to her advantage as a DA. I love the fact that Drew made Curtis invest investigate her to find out more about her and it's always a red flag for me when you don't find anything about somebody the same kind of red flag that came up when they started digging around in Peter's past and they couldn't find anything so you know that there's something lurking around in the shadows somewhere and it's and they said you know they talked about where she went to school and how she went to Florida and whatever why is she in Port Charles of all the places in the United States you're gonna come to Port Charles New York there's a reason for that uh, there is one comment that uh, I think it was, yeah, during, was it Curtis and Drew when they were talking about the, the salary that, you know, a DA could make here in Port Charles. I'm like, and I was like, really? In Port- <laughs> they, I remember that, but I was like, well, dang, maybe I need to move to Port Charles so I can make some duckers because if they making that kind of cheddar, I need to go to Port Charles. I know it's fictional, but dang. Yeah, I was like, all right, sure. I'm like, is Port Charles banging like that? I- <laughs> I would not have thought so. That made me laugh out loud, too. I did. I chuckled. I was like, really? They making cheddar like that in Port Charles? Okay. Well, so far we've seen with her that, that Kim feels like that she recognizes her from somewhere. Like, have we met before? So it could tie back into the whole San Diego stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, you know, we, we've seen that she's you know been secretive about this flash drive. So I don't know if, there, if it, it ties into... Did she know Drew back before he she uh, he got the memories implanted? I think she did, and I think she's trying to figure out how how much of his memories he actually remembers, if he remembers her, or if all of his memories are just of Jason's life. That's that's what I think she's trying to figure out before she um, gives up that flash drive. But the thing is. My thing is, whenever she gives up the flash drive, it's going to be shenanigans for her because she's held on to evidence. That's against the law. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, evidence, but at the very least, it was Drew's memories. Like, the longest time, you held that from him. She's going to go down. And, oh, 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 before we go any further, I just have to tell you this. I just have to tell you this. So, <laughs> I know we haven't talked about Mary Pat in a while because we haven't had to, but I was at the credit union this week. And I was coming out of the credit union, and I saw the actress that plays Mary Pat just standing there. And I walked past her, and I was like, man, she looks familiar. And I couldn't understand why she didn't look familiar, why she looked familiar to me until I heard her talking. And I literally stopped in my tracks and turned around on a dime and was like, you play Mary Pat on General Hospital. We love you. And she busted out laughing. (laughs) And we had this whole conversation, and she said she would definitely come here. Really? She said she would come here, straight up. All right. Let's chat with Mary Pat. Straight up. She said she would come here, and I'm following up on it, and it's looking like it's going to happen probably sometime in the month of September. But she said she was coming. That's fantastic. So uh, 
uh-huh. Yeah, I'm working on that, too. Don't even try it. So go on with the story. What yeah, else yeah, happened yeah, in General Hospital yeah. this week? So if we're looking at the update, <laughs> we're going to have the actress who plays the, the lovely and talented actress who plays Mary Pat. That's great. And then I look out here right now. I see four seats. It's almost August. It's almost September. I'm Maurice Bernard. Still not here. He's coming, dude. He's coming. I promise. Okay. Oh, look at this. We've got a promise. He's coming. Carlo Renata. Him and Stone Cold and Spinelli, the whole crew, they all going to come. Now you're being bonkers. No, now no, you're being no, bonkers they all going to come. Don't clown me. Don't clown me. <laughs> Don't clown me. It's time for you to, uh, to, to <laughs> but go I was, at. But I was very excited about Mary Pat. I just had to throw That's that in there bad. while I was thinking about it. Because <laughs> I thought that was really, it was so funny that for a split second, I was like, oh, I know her. And just kept walking. And then it dawned on me like two, two literally two, three steps after I passed her. And I went, and turned around. And she was like, <gasps> and she's really tall. Like on TV, she looks really short. Yeah. She's like at least five foot ten. Which means like, you know. Wow, Steve Burton is it, just a well, giant. Well, yeah, he, he is tall. I've met him. He is tall. But I was just like, she's really tall. And I know that in the girl that played Laura, Laura, I think Laura, Laura right? She's tall, too. I met her, too. Look at that. Uh, you know, Just like me, guys. You know, you can't tell, but I'm really 6'3". <laughs> yeah, okay. And moving on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. My favorite part of the uh, the whole floating group <laughs> scenes, both with, with Drew and D.A. Dawson, as well as Carly and Jason, is... When you know they they do a call back for Jason getting ketchup or barbecue sauce on her uh, Dawson's clothes, mm-hmm. so they have to leave. But I like that they leave all their food. Haven't really even eaten any of it, but they just leave it there and they just go. And then Carly and Jason they also finish up with their pool game and they just leave the pool cues just on the pool table. Just like nasty. They, it's they like, just didn't clean up after themselves. Bunch of animals. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what kind of home training do y'all have? <laughs> <laughs> y'all didn't learn how to pick up after yourself at home. I don't want to see what their bedroom or house look like. Yeah. Ugh. I'm just saying. We never see the bedroom in Carly and Sonny's house. We always see that living room or that den or whatever that is. We never see the rest of the house. Ever. Well, we did see it once when Nell seduced Sonny or supposedly. And we seduced. saw Morgan's room, but that was about it. I'm like, yeah. Mm, I'm a, yeah. So yeah, what? they need home training. I feel like I would. I think I would love a soap opera and a soap opera character more if that we did see their bedroom and it had a bit of a mess in it. I'd be like, all right, because it always looks kind of nice and clean. We've seen some characters like that over the years. I can't specifically remember which ones right now, but you know, just give me a bunch of you know a, b- a bunch of shirts that are folded up above the dresser, you know, because you still can't find a place to put them yet. Give they me clowning that. me in the chat room. Oh, they're clowning me so hard. <laughs> they're clowning me. What are they clowning you about? They told me. They said, well, "Who was it?" Let me throw it back a little bit. Uh, basically, they said that Mary Pat will come here. Oh, it says. Kelly, Kelly's always clowning me. Kelly, why you do me like that? <laughs> Kelly said, Mary Pat will get on GH Report faster than Sonny, Jason, and Spinelli combined, LOL. That's very true. All right, I'm going to see I'm gonna see how hard y'all laughing when they come here. Mm-hmm. All oh, right, no. let's see the jokes then. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I'm, oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, now, of course, you're, you're all all those fine uh, comments in the chat, like such as Kelly from uh, PEI. But, uh, you know, folks, you know, all you after buzzers are great. You really support a lot of the work that we do. Uh, you make it so that we have an opportunity and a platform to come and talk about the shows that we love as, as well as you love, too. Yep, yep. So, but, you know, uh, after buzz is not just the GH Report. There are so many other things that happen here. Nope. Uh, we basically produce uh, after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows. Yep. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There's no network that works harder to serve their television fans. But we need your help. So we're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you 
and you'll have AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about those pesky notifications, you don't have to because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out the other AfterBuzz TV channels as well. Uh, let us know you did so in the comments, and Carla Renata will come up with a customized, uh, soul-stirring, <laughs> and very touching shout-out to you. That should be right here on the air. Uh, so for now, thanks for being the best fans in the business and for making us the ESPN of TV talk. That was very well done, Frank. Not at all. I have to say, no. better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the other the other big storyline that we have here, which I'm excited about the ramifications potentially leading up to it, is the whole Finn and Anna uh, saga. They've been uh, abducted so that Finn could help Cassandra mm-hmm. wake up out of the coma that she's been in for, I think it was, they said eight months? I mean, mm-hmm. it was like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I give it up for Finn. You know, he's fallen right back into that, you know, the kind of like that little spy thing. As much as Anna's like. She's like, no, no, I don't want you to help me. Girl, yes, you do. Stop playing. <laughs> like, come on. You see that smile on her face after Finn, uh, like, you know, convinced those guys that the room was contagious and they needed to go out and get medication. Absolutely. And then, and then I love how he. <laughs> How they scared Cassandra, and they were like, "Well, you know, you you can work with us or not, but if you don't, this is what's going to happen." And she's like, "Okay, fine, I'll tell you everything you want to know." Yeah. I'm like, "That didn't take much." No. I, I wanted to see a little bit more of a struggle there, but you know, I'm sure they had to move on <laughs> with the storylines. <laughs> well, what I like is it didn't take incredibly long, at least for this part of the story to kind of resolve itself and move on to the next phase. Because we also have uh, Robert Scorpio and Chase. and Chase working in Port Charles. He's now promoted to you know the the, the, the official WSB liaison. Oh, look, look at, at him, him go! Look at Chase moving look up in Chase. the world. Yes, hey. look at him go. <laughs> uh, and I like the dynamic. And of course, anytime we get to see more Robert Scorpio, I'm happy about that. Me too. But uh, they're able because of Finn's uh, making them go by specific medi- medication. They're able to track him. Right, but they clash in like the Titans though. Oh yeah, Scorpio and Chase. They not. They not. Well, really? you know, because he's busting he's busting balls a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, Scorpio comes after him every little chance he gets, and Chase is like, "Look, Finn is my brother." I, in which I kind of love that they're keeping the through line of him caring more about Finn than Finn cares for him, True. and that ultimately he may be the reason that Finn is is saved, and he may and their relationship may change or shift as a result of that. So I kind of love GH for that. Yeah, it's uh, and I did like when uh, Scorpio throws it, it to Chase, like, "Hey, uh, that's your brother. Don't you think you're a little too close to this?" Like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Won't you? Isn't this your ex-wife and the, the mother of your your daughter?" <laughs> I'm sorry, how's that any different uh, than that? It's like, "All right, all right, I got it. Thank you." So they do find them, but of course, Cassandra, as always, when you leave somebody in a room while you're going to go check out the rest of the area, when you come back, that person's always going to be gone. Yeah, absolutely. And she is gone. She wakes up in a car, and there's somebody with a Cassidyne crust on the ring. Well, that's what somebody said in the chat room. They said whoever has her has the Cassidyne ring on. So that's, it's probably Valentine. Oh, no, no. I'm thinking it's Stefan. Stefan? Yes. Shut up. Stephen Nichols is wrapping up from days. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is more of a news and gossip thing. But uh, uh, real quick, he's wrapping up from days, and so there's been a lot of talk about him coming back to GH. Ooh, that would be interesting. I'd like that. I'd and be it, down for that. I mean, he died and kind of, I mean... Not the greatest way. I mean, he kind of they had wrote his character to a really extreme by the time he. You know what? Off. It may be him because because Jeannie Francis is coming back, right? It'd be nice so as well. It, so it, yeah, oh, that could be really interesting and juicy. Yay! I'm looking forward to that. Well, it's been with uh, especially with Jeannie Francis. There's been talk of like her being involved in two storylines, and one has been the the Kevin, the Kevin Ryan. thing, and the other one will probably be the Cassidy thing, which would make yes. sense if you're going to bring back okay. that. Okay, look at that sleuthing. Well, look at that. So I, I, that's that. That'll be cool. And those are two storylines that'll be very Laura focused, which would be nice. Oh yeah, 
Look at us sleuthing and yeah, working out storylines for GH. Hey. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we get Cassandra. She's going to play into the somehow as to why Stefan or, well, I'm sorry, whoever has the Cassadine ring at this point. Right. All right. So we have no official confirmation that it's Stefan, but whoever has it, we still don't know the reason why it's so important that they get Cassandra. So I guess we're still waiting We'll on figure that. that out. Yeah. I was like, uh, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, let's, die. and as I mentioned, Robert Scorpio having one of my least least cool <laughs> entrances in a door. Let's see when what they, you have to say about this. When they come in to uh, to the the, the, the the clinic, wherever they're being held, mm-hmm. and Robert Scorpio, you know, busts open the door, and what does he yell first as he comes there? He yells, <laughs> don't shoot. He, come, he comes in with this gun, don't shoot! Like that's you that's not a in, cool entrance. You gonna come in with your gun with a gun and say don't shoot? Yeah, with a gun in your hand. Okay. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's not like you know hands up, no WSB, no announcement. <laughs> it's just don't shoot. Like I'm gonna need you to have a badge in your hand or something. Yeah, that's kind of like that's, come on, Robert Scorpio. You got you can come up with a cooler entrance line than that. <laughs> come on. And then it's also I'm trying to think like is he because he has no idea that Anna's there. So if he's expected to open up that door and there's a bad guy with a gun. Mm. That saying "Don't shoot" is going to make that person say, "Oh, I guess he told me not to shoot, so I won't." You know, I, you know. But I'm, I'm going back to the who, who took Cassandra. I'm thinking it probably is. I'm thinking it probably is Valentine because remember, like I think it was either last week or a couple of weeks ago, where Robert Scorpio came and talked to Valentine about Cassandra, and he was like, "Oh, I don't know where she is. I don't know why you asking me." Blah 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 blah. And then after Robert leaves, he says, "I should have killed you when I had the chance." Yeah, but I don't know if Valentine necessarily would because she was, as far as I know, he was she was in a coma. She wasn't going to be talking because she does know where. But he knew he knew she was in a coma and he knew where she was. Don't you think he knew where she was? I think he knew where she was. Yeah, I don't think it's him though because I like I wanted to be I wanted to be Stefan because then it's going to lead to a big okay. Cassidy brouhaha. Well, we'll see. Which would be nice. We'll see because I think it's all going to tie into who who has Nina's daughter too. Don't you think? Yeah. Well. uh... That, well, no, I think we know who who has Nina's daughter. I mean, we know who that is. Who? That's Kiki. Oh. That's going to be Kiki. That's got to be Kiki. You think? Absolutely. So we do see Valentine, Valentine's, his good his good deed for the week. Is Where he that, goes to visit, <laughs> visit her mother. I kind of love Donna Mills when she shows up on General Hospital because she is Trey Shade. She is the best. Yes. She is the best. And I, will, and I have to laugh because... You know, she's a diva from way back when. There is no way she is ever going to be seen on TV without no makeup at all. Like she had a little great. bit of she had a little bit of mascara and eyeshadow. I'm like, go ahead, Donna Mills. Don't let them put you out there like that. No, 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 man. She knows what's up. And she had on a wig too, because that wasn't her hair. How do you know it's not her hair? Because it wasn't a part. If you're wearing if you're wearing a wig that doesn't have a part. That's it, not your real hair. That's not your hair. Look, look, roll it back and look at it. You will see that the part on the side of her head, there is no skin. You don't see a part there. That's a wig. And you can see her hairline in the very front because they pulled it back a little bit so that you could see her hairline. Child, I'm a girl. I know these things. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I will not disagree with you, but oh, Donna Mills. Come on now. I was like, Donna Mills put a wig on? Like, really? Because usually she kind of rolled with her own hair, but maybe she wasn't feeling it that day. Yeah, and it she... had the perfect highlights, just like her hair, but that was not her hair. Why don't you tweet her and find out for real? Child, I'm not going to have her read me. She's she's a tough cookie. She's not coming after me. What she, you're asking a question. 
Donna Mills will read me. I'm promise. <laughs> I promise you. She she one of them old school divas, honey. She'll come with you both barrels blazing. I'm not trying to be on her hit list this year. <laughs> oh, fine. Okay. Yeah. Right, that's fine. Uh, well, we do see that Nina decides to go and finalize her divorce, and we see, as always, like uh, Diane trying to be the voice of wisdom. Like, you know, that she's been in this situation many times, and she's like, you know, take your time. There's absolutely zero rush. And I'm just like, you set this arbitrary 30-day mark. And then as soon as she says that, she signs immediately. That's what yes. made me laugh. As soon as she said, there's no rush, she was like, give me that pen. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay. I think that was a mistake. Well, yeah, because she said the same kind of thing to Sonny and Carly when they were going through their divorce. Mm-hmm. She said the same thing to Nina. Uh, you know, Sonny and Carly regretted it. I'm Nina, you know she's going to regret it. And so I'm like, oh, I, just listen to Diane. Because Diane said to her, she says, you're shaking. You know, you still, it still feels like you have some feeling. And, and I, I agree with Diane. Like, we all know that Nina has a soft spot in her heart for Valentine. But she she literally has, has talked herself into believing that she cannot get past what he did to Peter. Why are you holding that big of a grudge against Valentine about Peter? Let Peter hold that grudge. Why don't you move on to something else? Like, if you want to be mad at him, be mad at him about something that he did to you, not something that he did to Peter. Well, that's Yeah, and I don't know how much of it is her, like, still, even if she may not consciously admit it, but st- still tying it into, you know, Nathan slash James being dead mm-hmm. and all that being tied into it. And so. But I'm just, but still, I'm just like, because it, it starts to feel more and more like she's blaming, she keeps blaming him for what, what he did to Peter. Peter's a grown man. If Peter wants to hold a grudge against Valentine, he's perfectly capable of doing that. But I'm going to need you, if you are really upset with him, then be upset with him about something that doesn't involve somebody else's life. Like, I get you mad at him about your brother. She'll never get over that, because that's her brother, and her brother's not coming back anytime soon. So maybe she's all salty about Peter, because Peter is still living, and she feels like she can't fight for Nathan anymore, but she can fight for Peter. I don't know. I'm guessing. I don't have a clue, but I'm going to need her to stop that. (laughs) (laughs) I just need her to shut that down and go on with her life. Well, I mean, we've seen like the like the last time that they had kind of broken up. I mean, it took a while for Nathan or for uh, Valentine to kind of win her over, and I figure you, it's got to be something even bigger, which does make sense that they'd play the card of Nina's baby still being alive. Because if like her him bringing that information to her and you know hopefully her real daughter is big enough for her to take him back. I don't know that she would though. I think I think I think that would be a big enough gesture that that would. Because that, that is so critical to who Nina is. It is. I mean, that whole monologue that she had with Maxie where she talked about, you know, not being able to, to have a child or have her child taken from her, and it's been 20 years, and this, that. Like, that was heartbreaking. It really was. And Maxie saying, and then her flipping around and saying that Maxie was an important part to her, and she was really happy for that relationship. Because just not that long ago, they had a very contentious relationship too. She was Maxie was popping off on her and acting crazy. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna leave that up to the hormones because she was pregnant. So I'm gonna say that you know Maxie had like crazy pregnant woman hormone drama, and that's why she was popping off at Nina the way that she was. But having said all of that, I feel like. Nina has shown such crazy behavior in the past when it comes to babies that I don't know how she would deal with somebody who's a grown woman. Do you know what I'm saying? Even though that's her daughter, I don't know what her reaction would be to the person being... I don't know if she'd just be glad to have her daughter back and just pick up and move on from where they are 
or if she'll revert to some other crazy behavior. Because, you know, after all, she is related to Liesl. Like, let's not forget that. Yeah, but, I mean, given the opportunity... And look who her mama is. I'm like, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs all the way around, so... But she could have easily hopped on board with Liesl and, you know, tortured the hell and possibly killed Peter. And she but wouldn't. she did for a little bit. Like, she was all on board for in the beginning, and then she jumped off real quick when she saw that it was going to go left. Yeah. The minute she saw it was going to go left, then she was like, ooh, I might not want to be on this gravy train. Let me just jump off real quick. You know? Yeah. I... I'll be curious. I mean, the, it's always been, the, as we talked about last week, too, the long speculation that Kiki is her daughter. Mm. I think it makes sense to still keep it that way because, I, I, I don't know, I mean, it, it, usually it's, it's smarter if it's somebody that's on canvas. I guess that has more has a bigger payoff, mm-hmm. I think. Or would you be happy if it was Kiki? Or would you rather have it be somebody we've never seen before and part of the storyline is going somewhere in the world and finding that person? I think... I would be good either way. If it is Kiki, then that's going to create more Ava drama because she's going to act out. You know, she's always acting out. And now that she's done what she's done to Griffin, she's she has no more remorse about anything. So she will act out in full effect if that's the case. If they bring somebody from someplace else, the stakes aren't as high. Like, it'll just be like, oh, here's your daughter. And she's she she was lurking wherever she was lurking. So And they would, have, they would have to create a whole family that would have been keeping her. All this Like, it would just be way too much to create all of that mm-hmm. as opposed to having Kiki be her kid. Because Kiki's already there. And the stakes are already high with Kiki being her kid It's um, because Ava would be involved. So there's that. Uh, because I feel like it's not any uh, mistake from... With, when they did the scene a couple weeks back where mm. Franco and Ava were talking mm. and Franco kind of threw back in her face like you had me believe that I was Kiki's father exactly. for the time so I feel like why bring that up at that moment if it wasn't at least to put it on a radar like oh yeah she's done some shady stuff in terms of Kiki's parentage before that's true that's true I agree with you on that one that is true I had forgotten I had forgotten about that moment but yeah, I don't know. You know, you know how soaps are. Sometimes they will go so far left that you don't even see it coming, and then sometimes they go with the obvious. Like we didn't see Chase coming at all. Did you see Chase coming? No. So I'm just saying, sometimes they just go so far left that you don't see people coming. We we still, uh, I think her name was Chandra. We don't know if Chandra's coming or not. I'm fine with if she doesn't. I'm fine. <laughs> That, that whole storyline, it's like, I really... But no. I hope, I kind of hope it's Kiki, because if it is Kiki, then that will explain a lot. That will explain why she is so soft, so to speak. She's not as lethal as her mom. She's not as, or Ava. She's not as vindictive as Ava is. She won't go through any lengths necessary to make somebody suffer. Like, she actually has a conscience, mm-hmm. where Ava has no conscience. Ava will have a conscience for all the five seconds, and then she gets over it real quick. That's very true. <laughs> like when she had that, she had that encounter in the in the park with Griffin, and they had that little that little conversation. Oh, yes. And I was just like, "You really just gonna tell him to his face?" And his face was mortified, like he couldn't even believe she was telling him that. Uh, before we hop completely into that, okay. the one last thing I wanted to mention about the, um, the Valentine, Kiki, uh, mm-hmm. Valentine, Nina, and Maxie is I did like the the sequence where Valentine, Maxie, and Nina are there in the Metro Court. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nina leaves, mm-hmm. and then Valentine and Maxie have a moment, and Valentine just kind of yo, oh yes, tells Maxie what's up. So he he basically reads her, and it's like you can be mad at me all you want to, but don't be using Nina to do it. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh. He read her. He read. He said that, and then he bounced like a rubber ball. I was like, well, okay then, Valentine. Yeah. He has spoken his piece, and now he's gone. And then they sh- the camera was on Maxie's face like, damn, he found me out. 
<laughs> James Patrick Stewart is awesome. I mean, he is I love him. so He's much really fun to good. watch. He's but, really good. And I, it, what is interesting about Valentin is that he will... He knows who he is in that sense. I mean, he's done a lot of shitty stuff in his past. But that, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm an imperfect man. But the one thing that he does know for sure is that he absolutely loves Nina and he loves his daughter. Yeah. And everything else. We haven't seen that daughter in a minute. No, I think they'll... They'll, uh, they'll going to age her up. They might, they might as well age her up. It gives somebody for camera to hang out with. I'm like, mm, we haven't seen her in a minute. What's up with that? Where'd she go? They hiding her. Where's she at? <laughs> Uh, so yes, let's talk about Avon Griffin. So they had this little, this great meet cute in the park where you know he's just he's he's running in the afternoon. I right. thought you ran in the morning. Right, that's, that cracked me. <laughs> I thought you ran in the morning. Why are you running now? He's like, well, ever since that court case, I can't run in the morning. I'm like, well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> uh, and the reason she's in the park is that her and Julian, as well as Leo, are out in the park. Leo wants to go look for butterflies, so they stop there, and then they're just having a chat. About life, mm. and uh, and then Griffin and uh, uh, Griffin and Ava get away, and they mm. have their own little moment. You're right, and mm-hmm. so Ava says, "This is who I am. This is who, you, you know. You, I try to change for you. This is not that wasn't me." If I hear her say that one more time, I'm gonna slip my throat. I'm like, just like, oh my god, I cannot hear you say that one more time. <laughs> like you didn't change that much. All you did was whine. You didn't. The thing about it is, she didn't really change. No. She just whined about changing. She never really changed. She was every because how many times did we see a scene where he was talking to Kiki or he was hugging Kiki or whatever the situation was and she was lurking in the background with that strange crazy look on her face yes. she never really changed she just whined about changing so there's that <laughs> I had this picture and I could have deleted it a dozen <laughs> times but something inside me just knew and it turns out I was right oh. I'm like oh girl please so that makes it right that you took that you took the photo then that makes it right that, like bye yeah. girl <laughs> just like bye Felicia go on about your business it was just too much uh, so after that, though, uh, after Ava just lays in to, to Griffin, of course, Julian comes in with Leo. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Griffin, help, help. Uh, Leo had fallen off of a tree looking for a butterfly. And it is that it, he's not responding. It, I, uh, Julian is the worst in, in any of those situations. He just gets so overly panicked. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he did, but this week they, they he was another one where the camera would be on his face and he'd be like dun dun dun. <laughs> If they show him lurking in the shadows one more time, like when he was trying to get that information, oh yes, from uh, from the lawyer's office, from Diane's office, when her and Alexis were meeting about yep. the the court case. I'm like, if he is lurking around the corner one more time. And then I hate that he did it right after Alexis said to him, I love when you're like this. I don't mind when you bother me when you're like this. And then what does he do? The exact opposite. Do just the opposite of the thing that she likes about you so that she can hate you once again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and why was he so why was he so easily swayed to help Brad cover stuff up? Like Well, because I know because Lucas right by is his son. son, but dang, really? And are we going to find out that that's really Nell's kid? Like, are they going to do a paternity test on this child? What's going to go down? Yeah, I, I mean, I figure at some point it's got to it's going to come out that uh, it, it is Nell's baby. I think that's and that's we're going to see um, Michael in <laughs> in Ferncliff. <laughs> I think he going he looks like he's on the verge of a nervous breakdown. I feel bad for him. I do. Well, they keep always you know rubbing salt in the wind. Like Michael shows up to the little impromptu baby thing. Like, oh, okay, all right, Michael. But uh, the the, uh, the the key piece that we do find out at the at the end of the Avon Griffin element is that uh, the idea that that Julian planted the blanket that Nina had 
or that uh, Ava had from Nell. Mm-hmm. So Griffin is putting together the kind of chain of custody, mm-hmm. and ultimately, as we see from the teasers for next week, it's mm-hmm. like you help Nell mm-hmm. uh, put Carly in Ferncliff. Mm-hmm. So it looks like uh, it is not going to go well for Ava once once it gets back to, to Carly, Sonny, and Jason. Oh, that, it's a wrap. Ooh. It's a wrap. If Ava thought he was trying to kill her when she was pregnant yeah. with Avery, honey, she don't know what's coming now. Ooh, they gonna, they gonna, I know, right? Dun, dun, dun. They gonna come for her. They gonna come for her both barrels blazing. Oh, yeah. Remember when he was trying to kill her? They had her hanging off a bridge. I was like, oh, no. They got my girl pregnant and hanging off a bridge, and she still survived that. She's like a roach. You just can't kill her. And she came back as her twin sister. Oh, that was a dark day. Oh, that was. That was rough. That was so rough. With the black hair? Yes. "Mm." That was bad news. Uh, But to tie into the Julian side of it, yeah, he spent this week where Brad has finally opened up to him and told him what's up. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Julian, because of his love for Lucas, I mean, even though... Those were good scenes for him, by the way. Because they usually, we talked about this before, usually Brad, he comes in, he says one or two lines, and he's gone. The last couple of weeks, they've really been giving him some stuff to chew on, and he's been doing an excellent job. Yeah. And, you know, I guess for Julian, for somebody that is kind of, through his own actions, kind of pushed his own children away, Mm -hmm. and now just wants to try to have any sort of relationship... Yeah. I could see why he would, you know, try to do whatever he could to make this, make what he's feeling he's doing something to help his son. I know, but... It's dark and weird. That's, yeah, I just, like, I really wished, there's part of me that wished that Brad had just fessed up. Because him leaving the room every time somebody talks about a baby is getting really old. It is. I'm like, I'm going to need him to have some self-control and actually stay in a room and grin and bear it, like, at least <laughs> once. That's getting on my nerves. Where every, where it ends up being Lucas and, you know, Lex is like, is, he's going to be okay, right? Oh, yeah, he just needs a moment. That's that's it. Yeah. I, I, and I feel like if you, get, if you were to tell anybody this, Julian is one of the best people that you could tell because mm-hmm. – Given his background, being he's not gonna tell nobody. Yeah, he's he's involved in organized crime. He knows how to keep a secret. That's <laughs> homeboy know how to keep a secret. Yeah. That's for sure. His moral compass is slightly skewed, so that is somebody that feels like they could get this information and still feel like they're doing something good with it. But wait, this is my favorite moment when he comes back in after being on the phone with Julian. Uh, when Brad comes back in after being on the phone with Julian and, and Lucas is like, are you okay? And Brad is like, oh yeah, for the first time I feel like I can breathe and I feel like this is actually going to go our way. And Alexis is looking at him like, what the hell is <laughs> The look on her face when she's looking at him, she's looking at him like, what the hell? Like two minutes ago, you were acting like you were having a nervous breakdown. Now everything's okay. She knows something is up. You can see by the look on her face, she knows something is up and she's tr- just trying to figure out what it is. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I, I give it up for Alexis. I mean, she had her suspicions about Kiki and, and Griffin, and like Kiki was keeping something. Uh, so she's always got at least her, you know, she's her senses tingle. So. Yeah, she got good instincts. I'll give her that. Yeah, when it comes to everybody else but herself. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but it is nice to start seeing her and Christina at least starting to mend fences as well, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was nice when she came by. And yeah, that was a nice scene. Yeah. So, speaking of uh, Kiki and mm. Alexis, so, uh, of course, Alexis was able to get that win for Kiki in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Hooray! Yay! Dr. Bench loses. And we were kind of speculating what was going to happen with Dr. Bench. Mm-hmm. We find out this week, uh, the other shoe drops, he gets fired. Thank goodness. Because if they had come back with an appeal trial, I'm like, um, yeah, no, GH, that is not okay. He should have been fired immediately. 
because he was wrong as two left shoes. Are you disappointed that they they structured it that way? Where it's like, oh, Dr. Quarterman wants to see you. I applied to apologize to me for everything that's happened. And they cut to, he comes back fired. Would you rather have seen that conversation with him and Monica no. to get the firing? No. I was okay with that. I don't need to see that. Because you could tell that it was coming. So I just, I don't need to see that. I just... I'm I'm just glad they got rid of him because he was creeping me. I said this from the moment he showed up in General Hospital. He creeped me out. There was something not quite right about him, and I was right. Well, it feels like they're not done with Dr. Bench yet. I think he's going to go off the deep end now that he's lost his job. And oh, yeah. He gonna, he's going to have shenanigans. He is. He will going. have shenanigans. He'll be like the clown killer. Remember that? Mm, great. <laughs> He'll come back and he'll be trying to kill people off. They'll just ceremoniously disappear and we won't know why. And it'll be Dr. Bench that did it. I, it would be, you know, I guess now it could be, as, and we've talked about this in the past, like a good old murder mystery for, uh, but I feel they like. they haven't had one in a while, so they're due. But I feel like with Dr. Bench, the only one, at least for now, is is Kiki. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Alexis tried the case. Uh, you know, they've had a little bit of history, but other than like maybe Alexis, and and Kiki, I don't know if there's not enough suspects to make it really interesting. Well, they could they could do something with Dr. Bench could do with Kiki something similar, not similar, but in the lane of what Nell was trying to do with Carly, but do it better. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like drive her insane so that she would have to quit or at least be um, deemed medically um, what's the word? Not incoherent, but. There's a term for that, and I can't remember what it is, but... Mentally incompetent? Yes, it, incompetent, medically incompetent to, to serve at General Hospital in any capacity. Like, that would be the worst thing he could do to her, because it would be really hard to prove that she's not. If he does something really, really crazy, it would be really hard to prove that she's not medically incompetent. It would be, take forever to prove that, for her to get reinstated. Mm. So that would be, like, a good way for that to unfold, because it would take forever to do it. I don't know if I want... I, I could <laughs> want to have it spend forever watching that storyline happen. That might be a little rough. They, they could hit the fast-forward button on the storyline a little bit there. Let's just do it. Okay. Uh, another storyline that we've got here, speaking of hospital workers, we've got, you know, uh, Kiki's by... Uh, in terms of nurses, her mm-hmm. best friend, her, uh, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. who uh, lets Franco take the boys <laughs> for school friend. shopping. Mm-hmm. And uh, Franco, you know, so of course, you know, Liz, uh, Liz is already worried about it. Like, oh, I hope he's going to be okay about this. He spends his time starting off in the park, just eating pretzels, talking about the day. And there, again, Cameron is another character that they have, you know, if you're trying to get us Turned to at least him have, into a villain, I'm like, oh. they have villainized that poor child. You know, I'm, and I don't necessarily necessarily villainized, but he's certainly, you know, not he's, he's not, not likable. No, he's not sure. likable by any stretch of the imagination. Which brings me back to, um, it made me laugh so hard that when the funeral was happening, that um, Michael asked Oscar to go in and take care of Joss, and Joss was oh too happy to see him. Whereas, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time we saw Joss and Oscar, Joss was letting him have it. So now they okay. Like, everything's all good in the hood? Well, I mean, Drew and Oscar had that talk about, you know, it's saying, you know, when Jocelyn's going through something like this, you just got to be there for that person because they're not going to be, you just got to show up. I mean, I guess. So he, he showed up and that was that. But, yeah. but I feel like Cameron is there to upset that little happy union because he's tried very numerous times unsuccessfully to try to split them up. So I think he probably has something else up his, up his sleeve. 
Yeah, it was just like that conversation between him and Franco because he does let uh, when his uh, brother Aiden mentions mm-hmm. that he wanted to get these pencils with a uh, with a princess mm-hmm. something on him, and it's like now those are for girls, and <laughs> that conversation was just ugh. Which an interesting conversation to have mm-hmm. uh, between Franco and Cameron if mm-hmm. Cameron had been at least an ounce more likable to understand because right now he what he had said like because it is one thing in the objective uh, his point was. Teachers and parents will say that we have to celebrate each other's differences, but that doesn't change the fact that kids are still going to bully kids for things that they don't yeah, like. Yeah, they will. And kids can be merciless when it comes to bullying. They're really mean. Yeah. Really mean. I mean, growing up, I was on the other end of that. all, And as an adult, I'm still on the other end of it all the time. And people can just be really cruel. And I don't think they intentionally... I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, the children. But the children sometimes repeat behavior that they see in their homes. Mm-hmm. So... But with Cameron's case, I don't under—I don't know where he's getting that behavior from because his mom doesn't act like that. No, his dad didn't act like that. Like I don't know where he's get—he must be getting it from his classmates. I guess because his behavior is just—he's just mean. It, it was just very yeah. mean spirited. Yeah, I, after that conversation with Frank, I was just like, I'm, I'm with Franco on this. I mean. And it's it's easy for a kid or for an adult or a teacher to tell a kid like, oh yeah, you know, you you be you. Uh, but uh, the kid's the one that has to endure mm-hmm. uh, still the hazing and the picking on that can happen. The, the teacher and the parents are not going to be there with them twenty four seven. They're gonna they're the ones that have to deal with all of that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I can understand wanting to try to spare your younger brother than that. But man, there's a nicer way to at least have that conversation. Yeah. Ugh. And I was like, Cameron, come on now. Ugh. I mean, I guess that's also the inexperience of youth, I suppose. But it was like annoying. Yeah, I mean, you learn from your experiences. You know, when when you're young, you learn. You learn by getting your face cracked. I mean, there's there's not really another way to put it. You learn from your mistakes by getting your face cracked. And if your face gets cracked enough, you're like, okay, I need to not ever visit that lane ever again. Some people learn that lesson, and some people don't. Some people spend their whole life trying to figure that out. They never learn the lesson, and then others get it right away. I don't know what the case is going to be with Cameron. And I, I feel like they're sending him down such a little dark path that I'm, a, I'm afraid what they're going to, what storyline they're going to have him involved in. It actually kind of makes me frightened. Yeah, I just wish they, I feel like GH, when they, when they bring a character in, they will just write to an extreme. And I just wish they'd try to do a little bit more down the middle. Yeah. To get audiences invested in the character more. Yeah. And then go whichever direction you want to go with them. I agree with that. Because right I, now I it's like, I don't care about this Cameron kid. Well, I agree with that. And well, it, still, it still confuses me because, like, Emma, Emma and Cameron used to be a thing. Now right. Cameron's older and Emma is still... Emma's still sweet and she's still little and Cameron's, yeah. like, wrong. <laughs> yeah, like, Okay, Because right. they like Emma. But <laughs> but somebody in the... Miss Jackie says that Liz was such a multidimensional character when the writers actually cared about writing for her. And they said they never give never give kids the benefit. Uh, War Hero ninety nine said never give kids the benefit of the doubt. And then somebody else said said it would have been boring if they aged Cameron up to be boring like Oscar. And then Daisy Flowers said he was doing what a big brother should do. So, and big brothers are never soft on younger brothers. So there's that. <sighs> yeah, great. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I guess it's the older brother. Well, thank that. you all for your input. We yes. we really do appreciate what you say, and we love having the conversation with you. So sure. there's that. Uh, one last storyline mm-hmm. before we get going on is the, the continuing saga of Mike and Sonny. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to need them to find a res not a resolution, but figure out a way for Sonny to have that conversation with Mike and them 
move that along because now it's starting to get a little laborious, you know. But I do love that he's having these moments with his dad, like the baseball thing with his dad, with them watching the baseball game and, and him creating it because he doesn't remember him creating this whole scenario where he actually he thought he actually taught Sonny how to play ball when he didn't. He wasn't there. He was an absentee dad. But he doesn't remember that because that memory is too painful for him. Yeah. Uh, what I want to focus on is the way it ended where Mike is finds himself all alone in the house, sees one of the bodyguards walking around the grounds, hits the alarm button, it goes blaring through, and everybody pops in drawing guns on Mike. Oh, and that's that just... Was, that was heartbreaking. And I think ugh. that's going to be the impetus that goes, okay, we're going to have to do something. Because, but then at the same time, I'm like, don't y'all know that's Sonny's father? Like, what the hell? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know. It's like, part of me is like, oh. But then I'm like, don't y'all... Haven't y'all met Mr. Corinthos? Like, what the hell is going on? You ain't met Mike? Come on. He's been there for weeks, months. You don't know who he is? Yeah, and and figure like it would be set up no when when Sonny tells uh, Felix like yeah you can leave we've got it taken care of he's got a GPS on him there's no way he's gonna leave the grounds you don't have to worry about yeah, staying here until the replacement comes go for it and then of course you just know they're gonna write something bad to happen in that moment yeah I have a GPS on my mom too really I do I have there's an app called Life 360 that's on my mother's phone so as long as my mother has her phone with her I know where she is like the exact location of where she is so if shenanigans ensue or something goes wrong I'll know exactly where to go to find her I can never put that app on my phone I get too many shenanigans I get involved into <laughs> I don't need anybody to know what I'm getting into uh-uh. okay speaking <laughs> of which what kind of news we got alright so hot news hot gossip there we go so we've already talked a little bit about the possibility of uh, Stephen Nichols coming back uh, resuming the role of Stefan Cassadine uh, we've got that we uh, we also have Dr. Bench as talking about uh, turning the tables and becoming more of a stalker on Kiki. Another possible storyline that's going to be happening. Uh, the other one, and it's I, I guess not really news, but there is the big talk about uh, the J. Sam reunion coming along down the pipe. Yay! In our remaining here minute or so, I will ask: Would you? Can they recapture the same magic that they had before? Hell yes. And do you even care? Yes, I do. I am a J-Sam fan all the way. Speaking of J-Sam, we wish um, some good spirits and wishes toward Kelly Monaco. She had hip surgery this week. Oh. I was like, oh, that Dancing with the Stars must have really jacked up the hips. Well, she keeps falling down the stairs too much. Uh Uh-uh. But um, (laughs) we wish her well, and it looks like she's healing quite nicely. But yeah, I am a J-Sam fan all the way. You know, for me, I feel like the J-Sam time uh, was great. I And I've spoken about this extensively every time it was being teased. I have zero interest in seeing it happen They still again. have chemistry, though, dude. Even when they were at the funeral and looking at each other. Like, this is the thing. You can't fake chemistry. It's either there or it isn't. And I don't care what anybody says. Steve Burton and Kelly Monaco got um, chemistry for days. Whenever they look at each other on screen, it's like freaking fireworks. So yeah, they gon' they it's gonna be off and popping. I can't wait. Great, I can I can't wait. So that they can play your favorite song. Oh <laughs> man, no no no. So I can no, come in no. every day and talk to you about that song. <laughs> oh, uh, we also have uh, uh, Dominic Zambronia uh, talking about. Of course, he left his Dante yes. working on some other projects, but they did, did do an interview with him, and he said that he'd always be. Oh, for coming back, uh, probably back into GH if the, the his schedule. Well, they left it open because they have him on assignment, so they yes. didn't kill him off or anything like that. So he could definitely come back at any time. 
Uh, he did say that uh, ideally he'd come back as if they promoted him up to police commissioner and he could just be a reoccurring character. He'd be happy to do that. That would be fierce. I didn't, I'd like that. There you go. But I kind of feel weird with Lulu running around by herself. It just feels weird. It, it'll be curious to see how long they, they, they would go. So I feel like at, at one point they're going to have to do like Dante was killed in action, mm. uh, you know, on this mission or whatever. And so then Lulu's going to have to move on and mourn. And then at some point you could put it together with Chase. Uh, you know, I know there's a talk on Twitter. Are they, there are a lot of scenes with Chase and Lulu. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was thinking that too. And, and my response to that was that I hope it was just more of trying to deepen Chase's uh, relationships and friendships in Port Charles and not necessarily a a potential setting up a a new relationship. And I love how she was this week, she was like, my my sofa is closed, my couch is closed for business. I'm like, well, okay, she made that clear. Only my bed is open. You cannot be be getting drunk and coming and laying on my sofa (laughs) smelling pancakes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, That's Carla speaking as well. Her own couch is closed for business, everybody. Do not try to go over there and try to smell pancakes. Carla's place. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. Why, we did it again, Carla. I know, right? Look at this. <laughs> uh, as always, folks, thanks for joining us here. You can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and thanks everybody for hopping in the chat. Carla gave everybody a, a great big thanks for all your thoughts and yes. comments. We really do appreciate it. And make sure that you comment that you subscribe because, you know, Carla is dying to craft a personalized <laughs> shout out to, to, to a few of you that she could deliver next time we uh, we get together. But until then, folks, if you want to stay in touch with us even after the show's over, Carla, where can they find you? You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can also find me at 5.10 p.m. on Sundays at Black Hollywood Live with Black Tomatoes. And you can catch me on the Turner Classic Movie Channel during the month of September talking about the black experience on film. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Make sure to check that out. I, Carla's going to be awesome on that. Folks, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, or don't. I'm not going to make you do anything you don't feel comfortable doing. Over there at Happy Go Jackie. Until next time, folks, this has been Frank and Carla here at the GH Report. Go get up to some, shena- to some shenanigans. I can't say that right. Go ahead. But do it, though. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.